on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in a cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold, does a no. Headshot, case closed. What is up, guys? It's Andy Frisella, and this is the show for the realists. Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of modern society. And welcome to motherfucking reality. Guys, today we have... Andy and DJ cruise the motherfucking internet. That's what we're going to do. That's what CTI stands for, for you uh, slower people. That stands for cruise the internet. And that's what we do here. We put up topics on the screen. We speculate on what's true and what's bullshit. And then we talk about how we, the people, can be the solution to some of the problems going on in the world. Other times you tune in, we have real talk. Real talk is just five to 20 minutes of me giving you some real talk. Sometimes we have this other thing called Q&AF. That's where you submit questions. And we give you the answers. You can submit your questions one of a couple different ways. First way is... Guys, you can email those questions in to askandy at andyforsella.com. Or you can go on YouTube. You can go in the comments on the Q&AF episodes. And you can ask questions in there. And uh, we'll pick some from there as well. Uh, sometimes you tune in. We have 75 Hard Verses. That's where people who have completed the 75 Hard program, which is the initial phase of the Live Hard Mental Toughness program. Um, we have them come on. They talk about how it changed their lives, how they got their stuff together, and how they're living a better life, and how you could do the same. Uh, we do that occasionally. If you want to know more about the Live Hard program, which is the most popular mental toughness program that has ever been created in the history of mankind, it is free at episode 208 on the audio feeds. So if you go to episode 208, uh, it's not going to cost you any money. Go listen. It'll give you the exact plan of how to get your shit together. All right? Then we have this thing called the fee. The fee is very simple. Uh, pay the fee means share the show. We have this little saying that we like to say around here. It goes like this. Uh, don't be a hoe. Share the show. And the reason we say don't be a hoe. Share the show. Is because uh, when you don't share the show, you're a. You're a hoe. All right. <laughs> That's why we say it. That was great. Yeah. Oh, yeah like you, you, You're happy with your own performance there, huh? That was good. All right. Uh, look, we put a lot of time. We put a lot of energy. We say a lot of things that are very unpopular. Uh, we don't get favorable algorithm distribution. You guys know that we get fucked with all the time. So I need you to share the show. I think it's a fair deal. If you like the message, you think it needs to be heard, share it. All right. So, what's up? Hey, how's it going? Oh, it's going. Yeah. Got my... You switched it up. Yeah. Yeah. I know your secret, too. Yeah, this is a secret shake. This is top secret. I know it. Yeah, this one is not... Yeah, but no one else knows it. I've had it. You've had my secret shake? Mm Mm-hmm. Did you like it? It was tasty. I've heard that before. No, it's good, man. But you did switch it up, man. Um, yeah, I did. I don't. I don't actually know what this is, but I go over there and I say, "Hey, make me that other one," and then they make it's me like this number one. one, number two. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's uh, good. I just got done lifting my uh, lifting my weights. Masculine weights. Yeah. Yeah. I, toxic. Was, I got very toxic. <laughs> Uh, and then I decided to come in here with all my rage and anger and testosterone and do a fucking show. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So uh, we do have a special guest on the show. Mm-hmm. Would you like to intro our guest? Yeah, we got super awesome guests for you guys today. We got the uh, CEO and founder of Red Balloon. We got Andrew Crappy Shets. What's going on, brother? How you doing? I'm just grateful to be here. It's nice to see you guys. You know, uh, it's going to be a good show when the guest just does double front double no, yeah, double right cobras. This is where we're going. <laughs> That's right. This is where we're going. This That's is what right. we're going to do. I'm down all day long. I like that energy, bro. <laughs> yeah. So what's up, man? Yeah, I'm I'm grateful to be here. I love the show. I Thank love uh, I love seeing Americans actually start thinking about stuff, right? Taking responsibility. Uh, I've, you know, I, I used to run a lot of different businesses. I've done housing development, commercial real estate, um, doing red balloon. Now 
getting to be part of this freedom economy that is growing up all over the country right mm -hmm. now. And it's really fun to watch because what we see is we see these small businesses who just take responsibility, right? And when you take responsibility, whether you're successful at business or not, and you probably will be, you're going to be more successful at life. Mm -hmm. And it is just fun to just be part of that. Um, we're partnered with Public Square. I think you had Michael on a little while ago. Yeah. Um, awesome dude. And and yeah, we'll talk more about it, but I'm, I'm excited to be here. Yeah, real, real quick. Um, Tell people just how you came up with the idea for Red Balloon, what for it sure. does, because uh, it's an important resource that people need Super to know about. Super important for resource. For sure, for sure. So two and a half years ago, I was the CEO of a pretty big tech company. And um, as an unapologetic conservative Christian, my board was uh, uncomfortable with who I was. And look, we were growing 25% a year with a 40% margin. So I was like vomiting cash on them. Uh, we didn't have any concerns at the office. I just was bringing my whole self to work. And they basically made it clear to me that that was not something that they wanted in their company because it was an ESG fund. And ESG is bad for America, and I was not the right fit for them. So uh, I got kicked to the sidelines. I was going to take at least a year off, maybe play a little golf, maybe um, you know do whatever. And I already had a housing development I was doing. I had a bunch of commercial real estate. I'm going to be a real estate guy. And a friend's like, hey, you should do a job board that connects people who just are in the same situation as you. They just had to make a decision between their values and their job. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's wrong. And so like, OK, fine. Red balloon dot work. It's called red balloon because if you've ever been on a hot air balloon, it's a little bit terrifying and a lot bit fun, kind of like looking for a new job, kind of this floating sensation with a hard landing. Um, and then red, because people are moving to red states, they're moving to red businesses and they're looking for freedom. And and then dot work because dot com sounded too much like communism to me. And we don't want <laughs> communism. No. We want work. That's right. Right. So red balloon dot work. So we're this job board and I kind of started as a hobby job. But I started getting these thank you notes from perfect strangers all over the country saying, you changed the trajectory of my family because I've been working at a company for 10 years who hated me, hated my worldview, hated my way of life, and was actively trying to destroy that. The DEI training was a liturgy trying to change the way that I thought about everyone around me, right? Um, and put everybody in this oppressed and oppressor um, framework. And so... I started getting these thank you notes. And I'm like, well, maybe this is the thing I'm supposed to be doing now because I didn't want to start another tech business. I've done a number of tech businesses over the years. I've had six successful exits. I was just going to take a hot minute, um, but it was clear. And then, and then I get a call from Fox and Friends and they said, we heard that you have the nation's largest job board for companies that don't have a vaccine mandate. Um, and to show what a uh, not news nerd I am, I heard Fox and Friends. I'm like, is that a kid's show? Like, I don't even know what that is. Like, hey, Mr. Weasel, what are we going to do today? Right? Fox and Friends. So I'm like, oh, sure, I'll get on there. So then we start adding hundreds of customers a day um, because businesses are finding that if you hire people who are actually not whiners, but actually just want to show up and work, your business will be some more successful. You're going to be more joyful. And those people are going to build you value and make you a bunch of money because they think capitalism is actually a good thing. Right? Mm -hmm. Shocker. So today we are the largest... Uh, job board in the country. We've only been around for like a year and a half. We've got over 3,000 businesses, over a million job seekers, and we are connecting the the real America with uh, with people who just want to work hard. And it's been a really fun adventure. So we work with businesses two different ways. You can post a job, and you, I don't know if you saw Indeed.com. Um, they kick businesses off all the time. So construction businesses that say they're 
Um, freedom loving and God fearing. If you describe your business like that, they'll kick you off. They kicked off answers in Genesis because they didn't want them to participate in the ability to find this. And then indeed announced this week that they're going to pay up to $10,000 for employees who are trapped in states that do not have home hormone therapy for kids. And they're going to help pay for those employees to go get their kids mutilated somewhere else. Right. So that's indeed.com. That's the big job board out there. And so we are the alternative to that. You can post your job. You can be in front of uh, millions of freedom loving Americans and you can make sure that you're hiring people. They're going to build your culture, not destroy your culture. The second way we work with businesses is we can actually take over the hiring process because if you're a small business in America, hiring is terrifying because if you ask the wrong questions in the interview, you're going to get a lawsuit. But if you don't ask those questions, you're going to get a bad culture fit. You're going to have a lot of heartache. And then three months later, you're going to get a lawsuit. Right. And so we come alongside and we actually started with this with Louder with Crowder. Uh, we do all the hiring for them. We basically help write that job posting. We post it multiple places. We filter all the candidates, give them professional response. And then we do a first cultural interview for you to make sure that the person in your four walls that are building your business are going to actually build your culture and not wreck it. Right. Doesn't seem that complicated, but for a lot of small businesses, it's a huge deal. Yeah, and dude, another thing, small a lot of small businesses don't understand <laughs> that one single bad hire can wreck your whole company. Com- completely, yeah. completely. We were t- working with a business who actually in Texas, and they had hired a head of customer service who was actively trying to destroy them because they were a patriot-run business who was unapologetic about who they were. And the person was actually hiring bad people into the business around him. He was leaking information about the company. He wanted to destroy it. I mean, who has time? to go take a job, take a salary to try and destroy a business. But it happens. It happens all the time. It happens all the time. Yeah. It's internet culture too, dude. It's this, it's this internet call out culture. Like, um, you know, when we, when we think it's, it's interesting to think about because if you think back just, you know, five, six, 10 years ago, you know, all we heard was we need to be more tolerant. We need to be more tolerant. Sure. We need to be more tolerant of people's views. We need to be more tolerant. We be, and now the enough of these people have gotten into a place of leverage where they're the exact opposite of what they preach, which is the mark of an actual communist and a tyrant. People who claim and preach tolerance until they get an inch of leverage on you and then they are become the intolerant they become the oppressor they become the destroyer they're just they're virtue signaling they're saying look i am that kind of person and you know they're going to be that kind of person every day when they show up right you have to be uncomfortable around them you can't say what your beliefs are everything's got to be offensive you've got to walk on eggshells and the minute you don't they fucking sue you or they go online and blast you and like this is what you're dealing with with this woke culture so like What you're doing is extremely important because I believe that most people, like most regular Americans, common sense, are, and I mean this most, like by a vast majority, are so sick of these squeaky wheel fucks coming into their companies and fucking it up because they feel entitled to have their beliefs. These people believe that their destructive ways are justified as long as they get the end result. And like that, like, dude, if we want to play that game, then we'll play the game because we got the fucking numbers, motherfucker. Right. You know, and and we're the hardest working people. And the other reason why this is important and why I'm throwing myself into this now is because if you're a conservative, if you get canceled from Facebook, you're like, okay, I mean, 
not the end of the world. I can still communicate with people. If you get canceled from your ability to pay your mortgage and feed your kids, you're going to be very tempted to compromise something you hold dear, mm -hmm. right? And so we needed to give a landing place for people. And I, I talked to a guy and he says, you know what? I just got the vaccine. And he said, I, you know, whether it's right for someone else, I don't know. But for me, I knew it was the wrong thing to do, but I, I was going to lose my job. Yeah. And he says, I feel dirty inside. Yeah. He said, because I know forever. it was the wrong thing for yeah. me forever. And the thing is, if, but it's hard to be brave if you're alone. Yeah. Right. And, but if you are in a position where you're at a big woke company and they're telling you to do something, I want you to know redballoon.work has thousands of employers that would love to hire you. And so be brave at work, stand up for what you believe. And if you get fired, we've got your back. Yeah. Right. And that's it. And if we can do that, for millions of Americans, I think you're right. Most Americans would like to just go to work, do their job, stop being a whiner, not be offended constantly, go home, raise their families. And that's what's going to make the American economy fantastic again mm -hmm. instead of what it is today. Mm -hmm. Well, bro, it's noble work, man. It really um, is, yeah. And we, we talk about it on the show too, man. It's like, you know, I think us as Americans, we see all of these, you know, you name all the big woke companies that are you know, doing these crazy things or what people perceive as just crazy thing when really it's intentionally coordinated. Yep. But to see these new, like, uh, these new companies that are challenging these big woke companies, right? Like you got uh, the public square, like doing amazing things. Red Balloon challenging all the big Indeeds, monsters, right? Like it's cool to see that, you know, there's not going to be this massive vacuum of like, okay, well, what do we do once we get rid of these companies? We've got to have the other thing ready to go. For and sure. So it's cool to For see sure. that, you know, uh, you took the step to, to do stuff like that. Man. I actually think that what Public Square and what Red Balloon are doing will actually become the way it's done. And I think what will happen is most of the employees that are so sick of this bullshit being jammed down their throats are going to convert. I said this years ago, by the way, where I talked about all the, the opportunity for great employees to relocate their careers and to move into companies that are not that way. Yep. And I see it more and more and more. I mean, dude, we get people in here all the time that are new hires and we're like, well, what brought you here? And they're like, bro, I'm not putting up with that bullshit. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you don't have to put up with it here, man. We hate them too. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be cool for to sure. see like when the new Disney's come up. You know what I'm saying? The new animators. Yeah, there's in. a whole new economy forming, dude. A massive and, boom. And I think people, I think people don't understand that this will become representative of most of America at some point. You know, these things take time. It takes time. How much did you say you went from, uh, you've been around for a year and a half? Year and a half. Yeah. Year and a half. And here's and here's the thing. So I was talking to an executive at a big job board. Um, he's like, look, I don't agree with your politics, but the reality is you just found a market niche that is half the country. Yeah. And in business, that's business gold, yeah. right? And so it takes a lot of courage right now. And I do think the pendulum is going to swing back because people are just fed up with it. And I think the companies like you, like Public Square, like Red Balloon, that were brave enough to be there first, there's going to be a huge market opportunity for them yeah. in addition to just doing the right thing. Even if I lost my shirt in this whole thing, it would be the right thing to do and I would do it. Yeah, but you're not going to. No. And also, I think it's important for consumers to start adjusting their shopping habits. I mean, I see it. We see it happening, but I think it's important for consumers to become more aware to support companies that are standing for their beliefs. For sure. Right? Like, we mindlessly shop at companies that do not support what it is that we stand for all the time because it's convenient or because they've been established or because it's been something we've grown up with. It's been an iconic brand, right? It's part of our lifestyle. Um, and we, we don't tip like 80% of the common sense America. I don't even say conservative. I just say common sense. 
we've never really thought about it like this because we're not like that. Like we're not politically driven uh, to the point of we want to, we have to shop with people who think exactly what we think because dude, we are very tolerant and open-minded to shit. But the problem is, is that because we're open-minded and because we're tolerant, we're actually not adjusting the buying habits properly towards the companies that actually stand for our value system, which is important to reignite the actual culture that we want on the ground level because most of the culture that comes into your community comes from the workplace. Most people don't realize that. You want This is why they're pushing ESG and DEI and all of this stuff through the big corporations because they know that if they make their employees behave that way at the workplace, they're likely to take those same reservations and that same behavior pattern home, all right? And then 100%. it spreads into the community. And what you guys need to realize listening is that there's a dual responsibility here if you hate what's going on. One of which is if you run a company to not run it like these big companies and run it in line with the values that you stand for. So quit adopting their policies and their practices just because they're big. And secondly, the consumer base has to now turn and say, okay, well, who's been standing up for me? Who's been standing up for my value system? Who actually stands for the things that I believe in? And we need to spend our money with those companies. Yep. That's Those are the two things that need to happen. And they're happening. It's just slow, little by little by little. But we're seeing it in the data. I mean, we're seeing smaller companies gain market share that uh, bigger companies are losing because of the political agenda that they're so intent on pushing down. Well, and the reality is you you don't realize how much of an impact it has when you're at a big woke company and you're just you know, well, I'm just going to muscle through another DEI training. I'm going to go through another microaggression. I talked to an employee who had just gotten fired from Silicon Valley Bank. And he said, we basically had a weekly uh, microaggression training. And he said, there were people in the credit department that knew that the bank was going to go out of business. But if they said that to anyone, it would be considered a microaggression. And so they thought, well, I'm just going to lose my job because you'd be saying, oh, you're doing a bad job. Therefore, that's a microaggression. But I think people don't realize, wait, so telling someone they're doing a bad job now in corporate America is considered a microaggression? Which means there will be no innovation. That means there's going to be no performance. Correct. At all. Correct. That means these companies are just waiting to be slaughtered. It's just it's just a matter of time. And if you're in one of those companies, you think, well, I'm just kind of grin and bearing. It's going to be fine. You need to understand that when you're swimming in those waters eight to 10 hours a day, like if you meet someone new, you ask them, what do you do? Right. And you're asking them what their job is, but it betrays that the job is not a nine to five hobby. Mm -hmm. It is a defining feature of who you are. It is your vocation. And if you are just grinding it out in a horrible company, then it will have an impact in every other area of your life. And I know this because I've gotten a lot of thank you notes from people saying you saved my marriage because my husband was in a job that was he was in a bad spot and he brought that stuff home. And when he was free at work, he started being free at home. They started getting plugged in their community. They're like, we started thinking differently about voting, mm-hmm. right? These the, the corporations know what they're doing when they're pushing an agenda on their employees. It's it's what you spend most of your waking hours doing, and we need to push back against it. Well, Larry Fink talks about this openly. Yeah. You, you've probably seen the interview, right? Yep. Where he's sitting there, and he basically straight out says, we force behavior change through these companies. Mm-hmm. Like, he talks about it. And then he talks about how um, once they pick, on, pick up on, you know, these terms, we'll just change them into new terms. Like ESG is not a thing no more, right? They redid the the the, the vocabulary on it, but <clears throat> bro, well, bro, hey, communism. listen, <laughs> appreciate what you're doing. Appreciate you coming in. 
uh, being on the show, sitting in and letting people know what you do. This this man is providing the link between you and the companies that you see on Public Square so that you could build a career with a, a company that you actually believe in. So if any of you guys out there are in these positions uh, where it's just miserable, um, you know, Andrew will link you with companies like us, companies that are on Public Square. I mean, companies that are out here aggressively growing and taking the market share from the companies that you happen to be in because they're microaggressive whenever they talk about actually fucking winning. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Well, and, and we did this uh, survey with Public Square, the uh, Freedom Economy Index, where we survey over 50,000 businesses in this area. And there's a tale of two economies happening right now. So you have the hardworking just normal economy where people show up and do their job and then right. you have the liberal um whiner economy yeah. and they're you're right they're they're ripe for slaughter they will lose they will those lose. people will lose because showing up doesn't equate winning it never does this is the law of natural order if it's survival of the fittest it's the best product the best company the hardest working people win this is no different than pro pro football or pro baseball or pro sports out here in the real world we're in the big leagues out here, bro. And any of you guys who think you're going to come in here and sit on your fucking ass, uh, this ain't the place to fucking work, okay? Because we win. And companies that win play like that. And companies that don't win get beat by companies that play like that. It is natural order. It's undeniable. It's unavoidable. And it doesn't matter how big these companies have gotten. It doesn't matter how bloated they've gotten with cash. Eventually, it will end. So if you work in one of these companies, you need to understand that just over the horizon of what you could probably see is the end of your career there. So it's probably a good idea to start going with someone that you believe in. Yeah, I love for sure. Yeah, Redballoon.work. Sure. Check yeah. it out, guys. I love um, that you use .work. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah. I didn't know that was like becoming a thing where you could change the yeah the end domain. Yeah, that's called the internet. Yeah. yeah I, listen. Yeah. I, I, we I have a web page too. It's really oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you could put like dot, all kinds of stuff. All kinds I didn't of, know that, man. Yeah. Dot idiot. Yeah, yeah. I, I, didn't yeah. Know, I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's get into you, this show, guys. You, you, got some... you just got burned by our guest. I did. <laughs> I told, no, I told him. Yeah. I told him. I said, Andrew listen. might be getting a trophy. <laughs> hey, listen, let it go. But listen, don't forget, I know that last name. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I heard the gym, gym teacher story. Mm -hmm. It's right? true. It's true. I, I, share it all you want. I don't care. <laughs> all right. So what we got going yeah, on? Let's get into it. Man, we got some good headlines to get to, guys. Remember, if you want to see any of these pictures, links, videos, uh, articles, go to andyforsella.com. You can find them link there. If you're watching on YouTube, drop down in the description below. You'll find them link there as well. Uh, so, with that being said, let's get into our first headline. Headline number one. Now, this is a very, very interesting uh, topic. Okay, and it goes back to conversations that we've had on CTI before, uh, but it is so interesting to see this stuff fold out. Mm. Um, so let, let's get into headline number one. Headline number one, this is coming from CNN, okay? Headline number one reads, Biden's unpopularity could give Trump his shot at reclaiming power. Shocking. Shocking. Yeah, it's, yeah. we'll call that fake news. Yeah. Yeah, and actually, here, so here's the thing. So we, we interviewed all these businesses or we surveyed all these businesses, Freedom Economy Index, and of course, these businesses are going to be more in support of Trump or uh, Republicans in general. Shocking. But what was interesting is 60% of the businesses, this is thousands of businesses we talked to, 60% of them said they were more likely to vote for Trump because of the indictments. Yeah. Right? 60%, not just like yeah. a couple of them, 60% yeah. said more likely to vote for Trump because of the indictment. So, yeah. Yeah, it's just interesting that CNN's coming out with this. And let's, let's see how this unfolds. So, so they're saying this uh, CNN article reads, 
the devastating verdict voters deliver on President Joe Biden in a new CNN poll is especially stark ahead of the most unprecedented election in modern times. 14 months before his fate is decided, Biden's unpopularity may be brewing the only possible conditions in which a disgraced and anti-democratic ex-president who might be a convicted felon by election day would be able to squeeze back into power. I love listen. Oh, I want to read I want to read this from our perspective. <laughs> Biden's unpopularity may be brewing the only possible conditions in which a celebrated anti-communist ex-president who will not be convicted felon by election day would be able to landslide his way back into power. Correct. Yeah, okay. that's great. So like that would be on Fox News. <laughs> yeah, sure. This is great. It's interesting, yeah. though, that even CNN is now there. Like it used to be they're not even allowed to talk about the Bidens or anything bad. Yeah. So well, that, that tells thing. me that there's a plan of brewing and that smells Biden's, like fear. Yeah. But, and Biden's not going to be running for no, president. Man. It's going to be somebody not, else. And like I said, we've alluded to this before on CTIs, but it's like they are gearing up to get this guy out. Yeah, and this sure. is very evident. So, like, let's keep looking into this. So, uh, it says Biden has frequently been underestimated. <laughs> That's a, you know, is what it is. Um, and a national poll so far ahead of an election uh, that will be won in a handful of tight battleground states can never predict how it will turn out. There is an added caveat in 2024: Trump's multiple looming trials could reshape the electoral terrain significantly. Um, and they go on to talk about his uh, Biden's deep political challenges. They even have this nice poll here uh, that shows most Democratic aligned voters want an alternative to Joe Biden. Uh, in CNN's latest poll, many say they would prefer another presidential nominee in 2024, although few have anyone else in uh, else specific in mind. Trump. <clears throat> um, and they go in and like, dude, they go all in on this. Uh, they bring up. Stuff about his age, his mental capacity. This is all within the last couple of uh, days here, mm-hmm. right? Politico, they're even on the bandwagon. Biden faces continued low approval ratings, concerns about age, poll finds, right? Now, we know we have, we, we have you know, President shits his pants. He's walking out of Medal of Honor uh, ceremonies. Um, you got Hunter Biden. There's an indictment coming on him, right? Um, you got Kamala Harris. Uh, they're now, you know, gearing her up to become in the spotlight, you know, articles talking about, you know, she's ready to take over the presidential office if necessary. Um, they're actually, you know, left media. They're talking about they're They're arguing over whether or not she's going to be the next president or whether or not she should be the next president. Um, and not talking anything about the elections. My question is to you guys, do you think they're about to move to get this guy out? Way I think that's always been the plan. I, I think these people are a lot smarter than people give them credit for. I think they understand that Biden was put into power and positioned to do a job, which is going to be a very unpopular job. He was going to be the person who they put in, because remember, this guy's a swamp creature for the last 50 years. All right. He finally wanted his turn, He you know, his turn, and, because he put in his time. And they knew that, he was going to go in on the first day and sign all those executives orders. They knew that he was going to uh, turn the DOJ into a two-tier justice system. They knew that he was going to open the borders wide open. They knew that he was going to send all this money to Ukraine. And they knew that most of America was going to say that's bullshit. All right. And because they knew this, 
I believe personally, these people planned on him coming in, being the deliverer of bad news and then replacing him with someone else. And like we've talked before on the show, you know, a lot of people say it's going to be Gavin Newsom could be. Uh, I think Gavin Newsom is a pretty poor choice when you consider the actual track record that he's created in California. All right. He's created the literal worst state in the union. Uh, and it, they have the biggest amount of people leaving that state of any state in the history of the United States. Okay. So there's that. So then who else is there? Oh, well, there's Michelle Obama who fits right into line with everything they believe. These people don't believe in meritocracy. They don't believe in someone who can do the job. They believe in images and first, and I'm the first female, this I'm the first trans, this I'm the first, yes, this. She is. right? <laughs> look, look, they, their whole goal is all based around identity politics and cultivating votes and division around the identity politics. And so with them slowly losing the black community, which is happening inch by inch now uh, and verifiable in the polls. And I think it's, I think it's even more prevalent than what the polls are actually showing because of what um, Andrew, you just stated about them prosecuting Trump. I think a lot of the black population in America is recognizing that these are some of the same techniques that they've used against their own black men uh, for decades. And, unlawful, unjust prosecution. And so that's pushing a lot of black voters. And so I think they're going to scramble. I don't think these people, uh, I still think these people believe that nobody sees through their shit. And I think they're going to move this dude out and put Michelle, uh, I think they're going to put Michelle Obama in. That's what I think they're going to do. So you think he'll make it to the next election, but just won't win? I, I don't know. I think they might just try to run her. Yeah. Instead, I, dude, for some reason, there, I have this gut feeling that it's not Newsom, it's Michelle Obama. Hmm. You know, there's been enough little signals of it. Uh, I believe that Barack Obama is the person that's calling the shots behind all of these moves. He said that before. There's clips of him saying, I wouldn't want to run again, but I wouldn't mind being the guy behind the scenes. In fact, here's the clip. I've I, I said this before. I, I, I uh, pe- People would ask me, Knowing what you know now, do you wish like you had a, sec, a, a third term? Um, and I, I used to say, you know what, if, if I could make an arrangement where um, I had, a, I had a, a stand-in, a front man or front woman, and, and they had an earpiece in, and I was just in my basement in my sweats mm-hmm. looking through the stuff, and then I could sort of deliver the lines, but somebody else was... Uh, doing all the talking and ceremony, I'd be fine with that. So he says this. So I I believe, and I think a lot of people believe that he's running shit anyway. And what better way to stay in power than to continue, you know, this little gang of the Obamas, the Clintons, the establishment, uh, than putting in Michelle Obama and then trying to prop her up as like, you know, the hero for black people. Uh, and the migrant population, yeah. you know, and, and I, I see that as being the move. That's how these people traditionally think. And uh, I don't think that there's any question that these people are not going to try to run this dude. I think they're going to have there's going to have a medical issue or he's going to have uh, there's something's going to happen. Um, I wouldn't even be uh, I wouldn't. even. And look, this is my personal opinion. But if I the way these people operate, I wouldn't be surprised if they shot this dude and then blamed it on the other team. 
That's that's part of, you know. Or just look, flat out shit can them. Well, I'm just saying, it. like, what if they fucking assassinate the guy and then say, oh, it's it's these guys over here. Like, MAGA extremists. Yeah, dude. Yeah, like, these people awesome. are evil fucks. Yeah. So, true, I don't think, you know, I don't think anybody in their little gang is safe. I think it's all about, you know, how can we maintain power because their ability to maintain power is now equated to their ability to stay alive because they understand that if they lose power at this point, they're going to be executed or put in prison for the rest of their life. Yeah. For sure. No, I, I, I uh, oh, you know, Biden won the election, won the election from his basement, yeah. right? They were putting him in, in a position because they wanted to um, have a yes man that they could do whatever they want, right? I don't think that Biden's been running the country for a long time. I think they, they just needed someone that they could run all over and, again, do a lot of their dirty jobs and blame it all on him. Um, Gavin Newsom would have to be putting himself much more forward already if he was going to be the next candidate. I don't think Biden, my personal opinion, I don't think he survives to the election. Mm. Um, I don't think Kamala Harris can put a sentence together, let alone run a campaign. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so, no, I, I don't know what the play is, but it, it smells dirty. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I agree with I you. I just thought it was interesting, man, because like the stuff with Hunter Biden comes out, um, talking about how they they're they're going to indict him, and then all of a sudden you get all the headlines saying, oh, "Yeah, we're, and we're good. allowed to talk about the Bidens now." Right. And it's interesting because we've helped we've helped hire some people out of Fox News. And one of the reasons they said that they didn't like being there is they weren't allowed to talk about the Bidens at Fox News, right? And so the media is running a play as much as the people in power are running oh, a play. Oh, yeah. This is a coordinated rowing of it's the boat, gross. bro. Like, these people are all rowing towards a globalist, you know, uh, communist-type go world government. They're all bought in. They're all bought and paid for. They're all selling their souls for for a few dollars, they're selling their fellow man, their fellow citizen down the drain, the idea of America down the drain. They're insulting the history and the honor and the sacrifice that has been made for this country to even exist uh, for a few bucks. It's disgusting behavior. And I don't think the American people are looking past it. I think they see what's happening right. at this point in time. Yeah, that's real. Guys, jump in on the comments. Let us know what you think. Hashtag. Yeah, who you guys think it's going to be? Yeah. Big old Mike. <laughs> Might be big Mike. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hashtag bait and switch. Jump in on the conversation, guys. Let us know down in the comments what you guys think. Well, that's an interesting conversation now after this dude just comes out on Tucker about the, uh, oh, you got that coming? Oh, come on, okay. man. Come you on, know man. I got that. All right. Yeah, hell yeah, I got that. Let's get into it, though. We, uh, before we get there, we got Cruz comments. All right. Got to Cruz comments, man. So this is, uh, this is where we throw up one of our listeners, watchers, viewers we throw up one of their comments we talk about it and um let's, let's see what we got today <laughs> you'll like this one. uh today's cruise comment uh user new 4sk 4ck3d i get disheartened at this show the italian dude serious <laughs> the black dude laughs every four seconds <laughs> <laughs> it might be the most accurate description of the show. Hey, listen, hey, you got it. <laughs> I'm glad you can follow, connect along. That's what I'm saying. Oh my gosh, the Italian dude series. Yeah, it's Sicilian, by the way. There's a difference. All right. Yeah, I mean, listen. If we can find this person, I don't. We got to try. That to looks like it. a that looks like a bullshit account. What? Okay. What's the? What are they what, trying to say here? What's disheartened about? Me being serious and black dude laughing. That's what I'm saying. What, black people can't laugh? Yeah. What? You I can't be saying? serious? That's what I'm saying. 
That feels like that feels like oppression. I'm just saying. Do you think it's a mole inside the company that made up that account? Listen, we'll find. Listen, I t- track them down. Track them down. We'll, we'll find you. Yeah, I'll find. We're, we're gonna track sure. you down. Fucking we're, gonna, we're, gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna track you down. We're gonna send you a T-shirt. Yeah, with my face laughing. <laughs> yeah, no, but seriously, but, though, but guys, Andy being all serious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, we do appreciate all you guys uh, liking, commenting, subscribing. We appreciate you guys. Shout out to the real ass fans, of course. Yeah, as always. So, uh, yeah, let's get back into We're laughing it. so much, DJ. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. This shit's funny. You know, so what he's saying is, you got to laugh a little we less, switch. and I got to laugh a little more. All right, I'm, we can try it. All right, let's see. Serious. You got to get serious mad, DJ. <laughs> You're laughing again. I want to see serious DJ. Come on, man, pull it together. I'll try. You know, shit. I and this disheartens me. There's just too much laughter coming from the black man. Yeah, right. Listen, right? 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 think about it. This is a racist ass comment, man. All right, pulls Can you be serious, you know dude? Yeah, shit. <laughs> You know, at least when I rob your ass, I'll still laugh. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's some good things about it, you know? Oh, man. Fuck, man. Let's get back into it. Headline Come number on. two. He's fucking racist. <laughs> you picked it, I think. DJ wrote it. <laughs> That's what I'm worried about. DJ's going to be wearing the shirt we said like the day after we sent it out. What? That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I don't know where this package came from. These are my pants, you know. All right, headline number two. Let's get back into it. Now, this is interesting. Like, let's get real on this topic real quick. I'll try not to laugh, um, but I, I we we love to show the dichotomy of of the news, right? Like what one side says versus what the other side says, and then what's kind of in the middle truth, right? And, and I couldn't find. I mean, I don't think you could have found a better example of that. Um, then this second headline topic here. So let's dive into it. This is a uh, an Associated Press AP News article. Uh, headline reads, an influx of migrant children tests the preparedness of New York schools. OK, um, and this article, you know, I'll briefly go over it. Just intro in it um, <clears throat> says uh, Damien, age five, was giddy with excitement as he left a Manhattan homeless shelter, sometimes running and skipping along the sidewalk accompanied by his wistful mother, a migrant from Ecuador. Quote, what I want from him is a future, Kimberly Carapuchula uh, uh, said in Spanish of her son, one of nearly 800,000 New York City public school students who headed off to class Thursday for their first day of school uh, of the new school year. Uh, that is what school officials want, too, uh, as the city's classrooms work to accommodate nearly 20,000 migrant children newly arrived in the U.S., a number that could swell as record number of families cross the border from Mexico in hopes of gaining asylum. Now, this is a long article, and they go through it. It's very, it, it, it can touch it. You know, they got all these nice pictures, right? But what's really happening in New York is kind of scary, right? And, and it should scare everybody. So let, let's, let's dive into what's really going on in New York. This headline reads, some New York schools forced to turn away kids on the first day of school is influx of migrants join classrooms, which AP News didn't touch at all. Thousands of kids have been turned away because there is no more room for them. Um, the article goes into Are they a, turning away the migrants or are they turning away the American citizens? So the first day of classes kicked off in New York City on Thursday. Schools grapple with the influx of migrant students with some buildings turning away kids as 21,000 children seeking asylum inundated already jam-packed classrooms. 
Uh, the line to get inside Newcomers High School in Long Island City uh, stretched around the block early Thursday as frustrated teachers vented that the building had already hit capacity, pushing students at Gotham, a different school inside the building, uh, to a facility across the street. Uh, quote, it's a capacity issue, a teacher told the Post. They should have worked this out two days ago. Uh, many of the migrant students were beaming and proudly wearing their Queen's shelter IDs around their necks. Um, now, the Department of Education did jump in on this. Pathetically, um, this headline reads, uh, Department of Education offers a pathetic letter of guidance to teachers about influx of migrant students during ongoing New York City crisis. So this was the, the letter that was sent out to all the staff members uh, for all of the schools in New York City. Um, let's briefly summarize it. Um, the main points were that uh, the, the Department of Education does not track immigration status, suggesting that it can't give schools any idea of how many kids they'll be taking, but then warns all administrators that they should not turn any students away. Uh, the second point that the DOE made to this letter, it says uh, students may not arrive speaking English. Schools should find a teacher who speaks that language if available. If not available, then use federal funding to hire some translators. Third point was, uh, it is up to the schools themselves to identify how many English language learners they have within 10 days. Uh, the kids might not have school supplies. So again, the city tells them to use federal funding to buy some, uh, encouraging schools to, quote, create care package closets. Um, and then offering, uh, if they're saying, uh, if they're still in trouble, please complete the Central Project Open Arms Team Support Request form. Now, it's all interesting because there's also been a flip from Mayor Adams, which I thought was pretty interesting. Uh, Mayor Mayor uh, Eric Adams warned that the raging migrant crisis will destroy New York City and tore into President Biden for ignoring his pleas for help. Uh, let's jump to the video, see what he has to say. This issue will destroy New York City. Destroy New York City. We're getting 10,000 migrants a month. One time we were just in Venezuela. Now we're in Ecuador. Now we're in Russian speaking coming through Mexico. Now we're in uh, Western Africa. Now we're getting people from all over the globe have made their minds up that they're going to come through the southern part of the border and come into New York City. And everyone is saying it's New York City's problem. Every community in this city is going to be impacted. We got a $12 billion deficit that we're going to have to cut. Every service in this city is going to be impacted. You, you asked for it, right? So uh, it's very, very interesting. And to your question, that I was not, I did try to dig. I was not able to find, you know, which kids were being turned away um, if they were Americans or not. Um, but it's still a very, very troubling thing to say. And obviously, I don't know if they'll ever come out and admit who was turned away. But what, what do we got on this, guys? I mean, I you know, I mean, be real. Be real. People, look, y'all motherfuckers talked about this and wanted this and rooted for this and cried for this and clapped for this. And y'all bitched about how Trump wanted to build a wall and how it was racist and how, you know, th these things were immoral and Trump's a piece of shit and all that. You have AOC at the border crying. She's from New York. You should blame her. Okay. This is the United States of America. This is not the world's dumpster. This is not come here uh, and expect all of us to take care of you. This is, this is again, this is a building upon the, the comment 
that I made a few shows ago where I talked about Americans being the slaves of the world. All right. We are expected to work our asses off. We are told that if we work our asses off, that we will achieve the American dream. And then they take half of the money that we work our asses off to earn. And then they do things like give it to these people who shouldn't even be here in the first place. And so I'm actually kind of glad that this is happening in New York because you guys are the guys that vote for this shit. You're the people that come on the internet and trash everybody and call everybody racist and yell at everybody and shame everybody for everything that is common sense that America is supposed to stand for. And now you're getting a taste of your own policies and you don't fucking like it. I, I actually don't care. It doesn't bother me. I live in the Midwest. I live in, the, I live in Missouri, bro. We got common sense here. All right. This shit doesn't bother me. Uh, that's a pr big problem for you guys because you guys are assholes and you don't listen to people like us out here who still believe in America and still understand what American culture actually is. American culture is not unity amongst the people of the world. American culture is unity amongst uh, American values and American belief systems. And if you want to come here cool, you go through the process just like my man right here went through, just like my other guy on the team, uh, Syed, went through, and then you become an American citizen. And then when you become an American citizen, you adopt American values, you learn the language, you, you behave as if uh, you are a part of this country. And that's not what's happening. What's happening is these people are being brought over here, they're being told to come here, they're being shipped here by third world countries, they're emptying fucking prisons in some of these countries and sending those people here, and the Biden administration is allowing it to happen because they want the fucking votes to stay in power. They also want to dilute American culture. They also want to demoralize and deconstruct and destabilize what we have had here for the last 247 years. All right. So that's what this is about. And I don't feel one bit sorry for any of you in New York because you don't speak up. You don't say the truth. You don't say what's actually going on. And now you're dealing with this and you act like everybody's going to feel sorry for you. I don't feel sorry for you one bit. No, not at all. And I got two things on this because, I mean, the first thing is people used to come to America to be an American, right? Not for a giant daycare where they're just going to be taken care of. Right. right? We, and they wanted to come. They wanted to learn the language. Contribute. They wanted to pay taxes. They wanted to be part of, the, of this great nation that was a beacon of light for the entire world because we had freedom. Right. And that's entirely different than what's happening right now. We were the melting pot. People would come. They were part of America because they wanted to be part of America, not just get as much government funding as they could. Right. Right. The second thing that I think is really interesting is I totally agree with you. And like, yeah, sometimes you get your own cooking like you. You vote for terrible people and you get terrible bills. And then guess what? Bad things happen to you. Mm -hmm. I don't actually feel that bad for you. Second thing is he talked about the budget deficit. He's like, oh man, we got this big budget deficit. Well, guess what? Your policies do make a big impact. The tax data for 2020, which is the most recent tax data, $19 billion of annual taxable income left the state of New York for places like Texas and Missouri and, and Florida. Be these are people who are the hardworking Americans. They're tired of being taxed to death, regulated to death, have a homeless problem, have poor policies everywhere. They're like, fine, I'll just up and leave. And the thing is, a lot of those people, they don't want to leave, right? Because if you've got family roots there, if you're if you're entrenched in your community, you don't want to leave. But they've made it so bad that they had to leave. Well, when the hardworking Americans leave, the ones who make a lot of money, and then you import people who aren't working but want a lot of government handouts, 
Turns out you have a budget deficit. I mean, I'm not a mathematician, but I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Mm -hmm. And so that's what's happening in New York, whereas states like Florida are flush with cash because they actually have hardworking Americans, right? You know, the Citadel CEO making half a billion dollars a year moved from Chicago to Florida. Well, I bet he pays some taxes and I bet the Chicago budget is going to be hurting. So the thing is that the nice part is there's a scorecard now, right? You have blue states that are hurting. They can't pay their bills. You see this with California. You talk about Gavin Newsom's uh, track record there, which is gross. Uh, Illinois has a real problem uh, because of Chicago. You have places like New York. Well, those states are just going to die, just like these businesses, right? Bad policies get bad results, and then you kind of have to deal with the results. I don't care. Yeah. Your thing. It's natural order, dude. Yeah. It's it's natural reality of how things work. Um here, you know, and a lot of here's the next thing, just so to put this in your ear. Um, <clears throat> we don't have any politicians with the balls to actually solve the problem. That's a big fucking problem. OK, if, if I was in there and I was president, all these people would be deported. I would round them all up because this is what's going to happen. Somebody's going to get in and they're going to we're going to have to get somebody in there. That doesn't give a fuck. OK, just be for a little bit. Yes, because <laughs> these people. These these fucking far left progressive people that contribute literally nothing to society at all. OK, they shouldn't even be allowed to vote if they don't pay taxes. Most of them don't pay taxes, but yet we're allowed to have their input on the policies and the direction of the country. And where That's money bullshit. Yeah. OK, yeah. these people and I, I'm no I know some of these people are great people and I, I feel for their children and I understand why they want to come here and I get all that. I totally get it. But the reality is this is America. This isn't a, a world. This isn't the world homeless shelter. And these people are going to have to go back where they came. And that means we're going to have to round them up. We're going to have to put them on an airplane and we're going to have to send them fucking home. All right. And that's going to be a very hard thing for most Americans to like accept when they're watching it happen because there's going to be crying and it's going to be disruptive and it's going to be emotional and it's also reality of what needs to happen it has to happen and it's not just people from mexico that are coming right he's talking about no, no, Russian, no. I, right in fact bro, people, people from mexico have been coming here for fucking 100 years no one actually gives a fuck if the mexicans are here especially they show up and <laughs> yeah they, no and let's be real really hard that's right they're good people yeah they contribute they end up becoming citizens and they they're a big part of our economy and actually dude we love our mexicans Welcome, but, but Tacos, yes, bro. but these people from China and Russia and and Western Africa and d d all these other places, bro, they got to go. They got to go. All right. Like that's reality. And the, and the thing is, you got to just send them back to me. Look, we don't know where they all get. You're talking about like, put them on a plane and, and send them home. Like, I don't even care. Like if they came from Mexico. Mexico needs to deal with the fact that they let them all in and then shoved yeah. them across the border. Yeah. Like, no, you, you go back to Mexico. They can deal with that. Yeah. Well, right? and, and they're then they're going to learn real quick. Ooh. We, we should don't want to do that anymore. We should stop allowing that to happen. Yeah, for right. sure. I agree with that. Yeah. We, we fly them all back over the border and we put them right back there. And like, then we, good luck. Maybe you shouldn't do this is. next time. That's, I agree. Consequences have uh, impacts. Yep. I agree, sure, dude. Man. Guys, jump in on this conversation. Let us know what you guys I think. I like that idea better than my idea. All right. I like that a lot better. All right. Like, that's a lot cheaper, too. It is a lot cheaper. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking of those plane tickets to Russia and China. Yeah. I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah. They're not going to take those people. Send them to Mexico. They're not going to take those people. No. So, so dude. That's a great idea. Just put them right back over there and let them deal with it. Yeah. You know? Let's do it. Yeah, because I mean, I think that would be the challenge, right? Because a lot of these border crossers, when they come to the border, they're ditching all of their IDs and passports and like- For sure. So it's going to be hard to actually- There's another thing that's happening too. As those people come across the border, they're being registered to vote Democrat, just so you know. 
hmm. right there on the fucking spot. Okay. So when you guys wonder why Biden smirks and he laughs and doesn't give any shits about the stuff that he does, it's because he knows that he has 40 to 50 million votes on day one that are already coming in without him having to do shit. That's why he doesn't care about campaigning. That's why they can put him in his basement. That's why he's not doing debates that like you guys are not understanding the game that these guys play and the conservative side, the Republican side isn't playing the same game. They're saying, oh, that's cheating. That's actually not cheating because it's allowed by the law. And until you play the same game that's allowed by the law, meaning early voter registration, mail in votes, all the shit, you're going to continue to fucking lose. Mm -hmm. If people really care about this next election, in their neighborhoods, in their communities, they will get engaged in the actual voting process. They will get engaged in registering votes. They will get engaged in, in har- ballot harvesting. They will get engaged in all this shit that should be illegal but isn't that the other team is doing. This is like saying, oh, well, the you know, steroids and baseball should be illegal, but they're not illegal, right? So like I'm talking about back in the 90s, yeah, in the okay? You have, you have all these dudes using steroids and uh, it's not illegal, and everybody's saying, well, they're cheating. Well, they're actually not cheating. And if you don't start to use them, guess what happens? You lose to the people who do. Okay? So this is the reality of the election cycle. It's no different than performance-enhancing drugs in sports. Like, when Andy Pettit got popped for perform- for taking steroids 20 years ago, you know what he said? He said, yeah, fuck, man. I'm getting paid $20 million a year. These dudes are all doing it. I had to do it, too. And you know what everybody said? I get that. Right? Who was the guy that had the shit in his locker? On on the TV interview, that was Mark McGuire. I was wondering, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mark McGuire. No, everything about Mark but, McGuire. But, is but, but it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. That was a supplement. It was called Andro Six by EAS. Uh-huh. All right, it was a fucking testosterone precursor that converts into testosterone. Like that was a, that was kind of a lie. Gotcha. All okay. right, so I'm not sitting here saying <laughs> that he didn't take the shit because yeah. the motherfucker looked like Zeus. Greek guy. All right, yeah. but at the same time, I also condone steroids for professional sports. I want to see home runs that go 600 feet. Yeah. I want to see athletes that Way run fucking three, three nine forties. <laughs> like I want to see that shit. If you're gonna be the best, let's take it all in, bro. Be the fucking best. Yeah. <laughs> like, win by any means. Yeah, <laughs> I like that era of sports. So like, I'm all about. I was it. a big Barry Bonds fan. Like, yeah. Like, Sure, his skull's growing a little bit, yeah. but you know, man, he could hit that ball. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> guys, jump in on the conversation. Let us know what you guys think. Hashtag back to Escala. But if you guys think you're going to hit a fucking 600-foot home run without playing by the same rules that these motherfuckers play, you're sorely mistaken. Yeah, for sure. It's a fact, man. Guys, let's get on to our third and final headline. Headline number three. Headline number three reads, and definitely wasn't Barack's first time. Oh, buddy. Video is now live. Tucker Carlson interviews Larry Sinclair on his alleged gay encounter with Barack Obama in back of limousine. Uh, this is a Gateway Pundit article. Um, Those are our buddies. Yeah, good, good buddies. You guys like us again. <laughs> I like the Gateway Pundit. I've, listen, I still read And shit. I like the dudes that do it. Yeah, man, they're awesome. Uh, but yeah, so Gateway Pundit article reading, Larry Sinclair, the man who claims to have had a sexual encounter with former President Barack Obama in 1999, uh, took to X, uh, formerly Twitter, uh, Wednesday to issue a statement promising explosive revelations. Uh, Sinclair specifically thanks Tucker Carlson and unnamed others for inspiring him to come forward and put, uh, and quote, put everything on the table. Um, on Tuesday, Tucker Carlson released a teaser of his recorded interview with Larry, uh, Larry Sinclair, which is scheduled to air on Tucker's show on next Wednesday at 6 p.m. It's come out since then. 
Um, so Larry Sinclair first made his allegations public in 2008, uh, just before Obama's first presidential election, claiming that he had smoked crack and had sex with Obama. Despite Sinclair's criminal record and the widely disputed nature of his claims, Tucker Carlson has, uh, has been vocal in his support of Sinclair's story, insisting that the allegations hold truth. He, he was willing to sign a signed affidavit and a polygraph, which they actually did, and it didn't come back with any any flags. So uh, here, here's the intro video for you guys that have not seen uh, seen this just yet. You're just a guy who's in town for the night, and it sounds like you're looking to party. Yeah. Pulled up in a bar outside, yeah. and there's this guy that's introduced to me as Barack Obama. I had given Barack $250 to pay for coke. I start putting a line on a CD tray to snort, and next thing I know, he's got a little pipe and he's smoking. So I just started rubbing my hand along his thigh to see where it was going, and it went the direction I had intended it to go. Even though you had sex with him twice, you did coke cocaine with him, watched him smoke crack twice. You had no idea who he was. I had no idea who he was. Let me just ask the obvious question. What was Obama like on crack? Um, is, is it your sense that that's who Obama is, just transactional, or that he's bisexual, or like, what is this? It definitely wasn't Barack's first time, and I would almost be willing to bet you it wasn't as long. The guy's running for president, and credible information comes out that he's smoking crack and having sex with dudes. That seems like a story. Well, it would be a story if the media really cared about telling people the truth. So, <laughs> first of all, doesn't this guy look like he would be on an episode of, like, 1990s fucking cops? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> what were you doing, sir? Oh, I was just trying to suck a little dick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I was just smoking. Like, he'd be the guy that He's would the be- the Dude, he says it so, like, like he did nothing, like, nothing out of the ordinary. Just, like, man, I was just in there smoking crack, and I wanted to suck some dick. <laughs> you know? Like, that's, that's, <laughs> that's what the fuck he sounds like. That's why it's so believable. Bro, he ain't li- Listen, listen. I don't think he's lying, man. I don't, it doesn't feel like he's lying. I don't think he's lying. And, and like, here's the thing, man. Like, so, obviously, he looks um, he looks rough there, right? Yeah. Well, um, he's an old pictures, man. Yeah, he's old. And there's pictures of him, like, back from those times. Regular good-looking dude. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, to- Like, you, you suck know. his dick. I- No. <laughs> no, we didn't know what I said. <laughs> uh, but Quit laughing so much, bro. This is a very interesting story, man. And and so Musk he chimed in on it. Um, this headline says he you know Musk slams Tucker Carlson interview. He didn't really slam it. Okay, all he said was, "quote Of course, the probability that his claims are true would have to rest on objective evidence rather than claims made by someone with a dubious history." That's all he tweeted out. And listen, I, I think I that's fair. I think that is fair. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, we can make all the jokes we want, brother, but like at the end of the day, really, fucking who cares? That's what I'm saying. Where's yeah. The, yeah. I mean, like, I don't well, really... that's the other part of it, too, right? Like, you know, but it, th- there is this trend of just, you know, interesting thing, right? You guys remember a couple of weeks ago, uh, there was this whole thing about Obama's diary coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, this headline reads, uh, Barack Obama told X, quote, I make love to men daily, but in the imagination. Uh, and that's because he already did it in person years ago. <laughs> I don't know. Hit something to work with. Yeah, you know. And then his brother comes out. Uh, Barack Obama brother uh, claims he's definitely gay. So I mean, like, dude, listen. You, I don't I, know. I, man. Listen, I think in terms of chess. Yeah. What did I say earlier in the show? Who did I say the nominee was going to be? Mike. All right. So. What better way 
to create fanfare around that candidate, Michelle Obama, then to run a smear campaign against Obama for being gay and have all the conservatives laugh at him and make fun of him and, and, and say, dude, he's, you know, like, you know, like, dude, real, real talk. I don't care. I don't fucking care that he likes to fuck dudes or whatever. I don't give a shit. Nope. I don't think most people give a shit. Um, but what better way to create a, a, a vacuum for momentum than to slam him and, and, and make him shame him for being gay or doing gay sex. Um, and then bring his wife out. <laughs> and, and, I, and I mean, dude, this is way out there. Like I should probably put on my tinfoil hat. Oh, cause funny? I don't, cause yeah. Cause I don't fucking look, dude, I don't fucking buy into this big Mike shit. Like everybody does. Like, I don't, no. I don't No, I don't like, I think, I think, I think it's, I think it's kind of, bro, look at those shoulders. Listen, I get that. She's a big woman, but you know what, dude? Like there's lots of women out there that are bigger women. Like, you know, uh, I actually think it's kind of cruel how people treat her, and I don't like her at all. I, I'm not a fan of her. I'm not a fan of him. I, I think it's cruel how how people treat her. But but let's say it was true. Mm-hmm. All right. What better way to create a vacuum for momentum than for him to come out and say, you know what? Actually, I am gay, and actually Michelle is trans, and actually we've been shamed our whole entire lives for it, and now we're he- okay. Oh fuck. You understand? Yeah. That's how I see it. And we're all talking about Obama right now. That's right. We, listen. We're, we're using the name constantly. Everybody's talking yeah. about it. Tucker just, you know, and I, lo- I love Tucker, but he just gave him a big microphone. Yeah. And 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 I think, you know, all press is can be good press. Yeah. And I think this is just an example of like, well, now we're talking about Obama. We're now allowed to say the Bidens are a mess. Um, I, I have trouble arguing with your Michelle Obama uh, argument yeah. on the nominee. Like, yeah, I can see that. And, and so, like, dude, think of, like, what all the momentum has been for the last two or three years. It's all been around this trans. It's all been around this... this uh, pulling to me. Yeah, right. <laughs> Whatever. Politicization. Yeah, that word. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, it's all centered around the trans community for the mm-hmm. last two and a half years. And there's so much anger and so much dividing and so much frustration, uh, specifically about this stuff making its way into the school system. And... um you know, the conservative side or the 80% of common sense people have made fun of her. I mean, like, dude, that's, that's a real angle. Like, like if she really is trans, I don't think she is, but let's just say I'm wrong. And she is bro. And they come out and say, yeah, by the way, we've had to hide our, who who we are because of the soul of this country and blah, blah. Like, bro, that's a fucking strong argument. I think, I think, I think that's the strongest play that they have in their fucking arsenal. Fuck. You know yeah, what I'm saying? That, that, yeah. That's definitely some tenfold, man. But I also I know it's way out there. Yeah. And I, even by my standards, it's way out there. And highly <laughs> unlikely. All right. I'm just being real. Some, but like we have to think through all p- potential possibilities. Yeah, for sure. You yeah, know? For sure. I mean, like I, I did love reading the uh the counter <laughs> the counter arguments to this uh, and how they've been doing it. Um I just look at her face. She looks like that woman who uh, yelled at that kid for having the Gadsden flag on his backpack. She does. Yeah. She does. Yeah. yeah. She's that making teacher. the same face. Yeah. yeah. They all make that same face. They the, do this the shit. A little bit of jelly. Well, look, it's not me, but. Yeah. <laughs> that is the face. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they've been trying to slam him. I don't, like I said, I, I don't know, man. I, it's just, it's just a whole lot. Uh, look, dude, I, I, uh, 
I certainly fall in the middle when I think of my, my I don't believe that people should be shamed for being gay or even being no. trans. No. All I simply want is for you to leave little kids alone and let them have their childhood and discover who they are on their own and not make this seem like it's some normal thing. It's not a normal thing. It's less than 4% of the actual population. And now it's become a trend where a lot of children are now have now and this has been going on for long enough to where we have had lots of children transition chemically or through surgery and then there's enough of them that have created a movement called the detransition movement where these people are out on the podcast circuit and out on the mainstream they can't really get mainstream coverage but they're out on the podcast circuit talking about how they were manipulated coerced and uh really not educated on what the decision was that they were making and their lives are ruined and um you know, but when you consider how these people think and what they value, these people don't value meritocracy. They don't value who can do the job. They value who represents this certain. They they value representation, right? Um, and it's all for it's all for bullshit. They don't really value representation. They just understand that that's the way that they can maintain their political momentum. So, um, you know, like I personally, like if I'm being real, like I thought the story was, I I, I thought, I think that story is beneath Tucker being honest like i don't i didn't think it was cool i saw him doing it and i was like this is fucking stupid like i don't really give a fuck and i don't think we should give a fuck if men are gay in this country i don't yeah. I, I don't but on that though i mean what what here, here is something though that could be a thing right because this dude came out in 2008 before those elections yeah we talked about how before our elections we don't know how long they've been unsecured mm -hmm. and we don't know how long they've been stealing them mm -hmm. you know was did they do a dry run of like you know the whole suppression shit when it comes to major news. No, no, DJ. They've been they've been suppressing the news. L the, listen, here's what happened with that. To me, that's the story. Yeah, but but you see, let me saying? explain something to you because you're not old enough to to know this. I don't mean that, and I just mean physically. You haven't you haven't been through enough of it. The news manipulation and the narrative manipulation was much stronger before the internet. It just feels stronger now, now. because we can see it. Right. All right. The internet has become this double-edged sword at first these people thought they were going to use it and they did use it to control everything going on on the internet they created political movements like political correctness don't offend people silent majority don't speak up for your beliefs uh cancel culture if they don't step in line let's get them fired from their job these are all things that they the tyrant class the elite quote-unquote class of people created via the technology of the internet they never thought that it would actually provide the transparency would and actually show people what they were actually doing. So they created this tool that they thought would push us into a more controlled place, meaning they would have more control and we would have less freedom. And it's actually backfiring in their face. So back when they had mainstream narratives and there wasn't like, you know, the internet all over, like, dude, there was all kinds of this shit happening that we never ever we just heard didn't about. know about. Yeah, it. we never heard about it. We, we just know about it. And I and I hate to tell you, I read a uh, John Adams, uh, you know, book talking about his life. And for like the first and second and third presidential election in the United States, George Washington, you know, John Adams, the media was trying to manipulate information to get people to elect the president that they wanted. Right. This is a long time ago. Mm -hmm. I just think the issue is. Normal America has been really bad at this game, mm -hmm. right? The the elite left has figured out how to use the media to push on these things. And I actually think Twitter, the internet, has, is, is our only chance of actually finding out what's really going on. And obviously shows like this.
Um, but but I think this has been happening for a very, very long time. We just didn't even know about it. I just think we're finding out more about it, which is encouraging. And people are waking up and they're starting to think in a way that they haven't in many, many years. Well, so. and that's why we see them getting more aggressive, too. Because For the sure. reason it feels more aggressive now than it did 20 years ago, that those of you that are old enough to remember that, is because they see us waking up. Yeah, and they're and, flailing. Yes, and their reaction isn't to be cool and back up a little bit. See, if they were smart, their, re- their, their reaction right now would be, okay, they see what we're doing, meaning introducing communism into the United States. That's flat out what's happening. Yep. And if they were smart... They would say, all right, they see us. Let's take a step back. But that's not happening. And the reason it's not happening is because most of these people are elderly and they realize that they're only five to 10 years away from being in the ground and they want to see this happen. And they're drunk on power, too. That's right. So they're pushing it now in a way that's actually exposing them more and more and more. And this is why you see Trump gain more power the more they push on him. On top of the fact that, you know, if they don't, continue to push it's accountability you know what i'm saying like yeah but see they would avoid accountability by backing up okay yes, but but, okay. but they're not th- these people are not in a position to back up yeah because yeah. it used to be they would dial it up to 11 yes every the the conservatives the normal americans would kind of wake up and then they dial it back to eight and we'd be like okay everything's fine now we get back to you and we're getting right. used to that and then they dial it from there they used to do that and they're not doing it anymore no right? we're at the end because these yeah. people are old and they're going yes. to die and they want to see the realization of what they've de- dedicated their entire life to like any of us would yeah they've lost All patience right? this is why trump in my opinion is the guy for 24 because Trump is the only candidate that actually has real life motivation to clean this up. Yeah. All right. You can have Vivek. You can have all these other guys. But the reality is they've ruined this guy. They've they've tried to attack him. He has a personal vendetta against him. And by the way, when you've accomplished things such as, you know, building multi-billion dollar empires such as Trump has there's other things that begin to matter because while most people look at that and they say, holy shit, that's a great life accomplishment. Once you've accomplished it, it doesn't mean as much because you've already done it. You're looking at it. You're like, yeah, that was cool, but like I can still do more. He's got a typical aggressive type A winner's mentality about him. And I think his next, I think his thinking is right now, and, and I'm willing to bet that this is his thinking is like, fuck it. I'm going to clean this shit up, and when I die, they're going to remember my name for a thousand years for canceling these fuckers out, okay? And so, like, dude, I'm my number one issue here is accountability for the crimes that have been created. I'm never going to forget. I'm never going to forgive. I'm never going to stop talking about it because it was so bad, okay? The next one is the economy. We had the best economy we'd ever had in 2019. That's unarguable fact. 100%. All right? So when you consider those two issues... I pers- and it doesn't matter if you don't like his tweets. It doesn't matter if you don't like this or that or whatever. The reality is, is if you want America to look like America, we need a motherfucking sledgehammer to come in and swing. That's real shit, man. Guys, jump in on this conversation. Let us know what you guys think. Hashtag send dudes. <laughs> that's, that's, don't laugh. That's don't laugh. It's not funny. It's not funny. Black people can't laugh. Hashtag send dudes. Let us yeah. know. Uh, so that was our third and final headline. Uh, so now it is time for our final segment of the show. As always, thumbs up or dumb as fuck. This is where we bring an article up. We talk about it. It'll get one of those two options. We'll vote on it at the end. So uh, with that being said, our thumbs up or dumb as fuck headline reads, 
Couple claims they're actually cousins, but refuse to break up three-year marriage. I wish we were joking. Mm. All right. Uh, here we go. Hold on. What state? <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask. Wait. Hold on. What state? Let's say. Let's, hold take, on. Let's, take, let's take votes. Let's take a guess. What are you saying? I'm going with Arkansas. Arkansas. Where are you going? Uh, West Virginia. <laughs> yeah. Those are two good guesses. Yeah. yeah. But I also solid. think a third guess could be Missouri. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. We're sleeping on this state here, man. Because it's actually happened in Utah. Oh, oh well, that oh, makes sense. Oh, oh yeah. That actually yeah. makes sense. Listen, yeah. man. Listen, yeah, Utahians. For sure. What, what do you call mm. Utah? Like people, what do you call them? Utonians. Utonians. Is this his only wife? <laughs> <laughs> this makes a lot of sense now. Bro, listen. So, so the couple was told they looked alike before, and now it's pretty clear as to why in a viral TikTok. A married Utah couple claimed they are actually cousins and don't plan on ending their marriage, according to the Daily Mail. Uh, Tylee and Nick Waters said that they have been married for three years, but somehow had no idea they were from the same family tree. Quote, I wish I was kidding. The video, uh, which has been viewed over 5.7 million times, uh, captioned. Here's the video. Sweet home Alabama. Oh, shit. So so the video starts out with Nick wrapping one arm around his supposed cousin wife, Tylee. <laughs> cousin wife. That's going to be the new show, Cousin Wives. Cousin, cousin Wives. Cousin wives. Uh, as they share a kiss to Leonard Skinner's iconic tune, Sweet Home Alabama. Uh, viewers flooded the comments section and demanded a follow-up vid from the couple to explain how they are related. The Utah couple revealed in a, quote, silly facts video, uh, they share the same birthday and also admitted they were told that they looked alike. However, the pair never explained how they are related, um, and neither did they spill the beans on how they found out. Quote, I just need to know if you're kidding or not. I need the algorithm to bring me back to the story time. Uh, one commenter replied in the last uh, follow-up video. Quote, that's disgusting. Uh, we are not going to take incest relationships and try and make them normal. Both of you need therapy. <laughs> an angry, <laughs> an angry replier voiced. Uh, a different Utah couple experienced a similar outcome, uh, documenting that they found out that they were third cousins after they got married. Marcella Hill found out about the shocking development when she and her husband looked at their family trees for baby name ideas. She revealed on TikTok. That's when Hill and her husband realized their grandparents had the same first and last names. <laughs> so he calls his grandma and I call my grandpa and we ask them if they knew each other. Sure enough. Sure. He'll recall the relatives answers. Uh, guys, we got a good old Utah versus Alabama showdown. What we got on this? <laughs> this thumbs up or is this dumb as fuck? I, I'm confused. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that I, I don't know that I care that much. Like, okay. I like it's, like yeah. if you, you like in America today, you can kind of marry anything you want. Mm -hmm. Like, why is this anything worse than you know? Well, this isn't worse than like cutting off your penis, right? <laughs> For instance, like okay, like yeah. sure. I don't I don't know why five million people thought this was very. It's it's, it's funny. I mean, it's a little weird, man. You know, you're married, I feel like, like whatever. Once, once you find out though, like, yeah, you're kind of stuck. Like, you know, what are you going to do with this? They like, they don't have kids yet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, they seem happy. 
I mean, isn't that the standard I'm happy with we my use family, now? You know. I mean, dude, <laughs> I don't know what to think. Man. I think it's messed up that it happened, but now this yeah. happens, like, okay, whatever. Like, yeah, I, it will have no impact on the rest of my day, hmm. whether yeah. they stay together or not. Look, I, you know, it's Utah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What's going on sure. in Utah, bro? Yeah, right. Utah is a different place, man. <laughs> like, people are different. It is what it is. I, I, I like Utah. I think beautiful Utah's country. a great, great beautiful place. Country. Yeah, beautiful. People do it different out there. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. What do we got on this? Yeah. Thumbs up, dumb as fuck? I, I got no comment. I, yeah, I like, I like yeah. uh, abstaining I, from a vote. Frankly, Scarlett, I don't. Yeah. This is the first time I'm, this has happened on, on CTI where we have abstained from thumbs I mean, up. I'm not going to fucking sit here and say, oh, yeah, they should get divorced or whatever. Like, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, thumbs up if they're happy. It's whatever. Yeah, whatever. Do, do you. Do you, boo-boo. Yeah. I mean, it's probably a good idea to check cousin, the family apparently. tree in Utah yeah. before, you, before you get yeah. married. As, as a note to everyone else listening, you should check some background before you marry someone. Yeah, probably maybe on yeah. the first date. Yeah, you should or, find out, like, yeah. you know, are they relative yeah. or are they actually a dude or actually a girl? Like, there's that's important. a lot of things you want to look into before you get married. That's important. I would encourage that. Very, very important. Dude, that's, I don't know, man. Yeah. That's weird. That's wild, man. Well, guys, Andy, Andrew. That's all I got. Yeah, brother. Hey, man. Thanks for coming out on the show. Uh, Redballoon.work. Redballoon.work, because we want we want to get back to work. Yeah. And if you're a small business and you're afraid of hiring, let us take it over for you. And if you're a big business and you want to hire people that are going to build your culture and not wreck it, put your jobs on Redballoon.work. And even if you're a passive job seeker where you're like, you know, this job's okay, but you you know there's better out there. Um, you can go put your resume, you can put your profile on redballoon.work, and you can find that there's a whole universe of freedom out there that you could access if you just do something about it. So redballoon.work, we'd love to have you join the movement. All right, man. Well, thanks again for making the trip out. Appreciate having you. Uh, guys, that's the show. Don't be a hoe. Share the show. Sleeping on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a pole, fuck a stove, counted millions in the cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, does a no, headshot, case closed